morning, everybody. Welcome to our special Saturday Super Bowl kickoff show. My name is Tom Scavetta, joined by my side is Fonz DeFalco. Fonz, welcome back. Excited to have you and excited to talk about the Super Bowl. A lot of stuff happening tomorrow, this weekend in general. But first, how are you doing? Good, Tom. It's been a while since me and you have done a little, uh, well, I'm a little something here. I'm moving over to the side of it because I got the light from the window coming over if I go right here. So I got to move over a little bit, but as the day goes on, I'll move over. But I'm good to be back, Tom. Good to be talking Super Bowl with you. Uh, I got some thoughts on the AFC Championship game, but let's not talk about it as much, Tom. Let's just move on. Let's just move on and move forward. That's all I'm saying. Move on and move forward. Football's almost over. You can tell by uh, Fonz's uh, wardrobe attire. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Not mad. Not upset about it. You know. Um. I had uh, two blind eyes dressing myself this morning, looking like a a Smurf, I guess you would say. But uh, Jaguars jersey, it is Trevor Lawrence. uh, But I like it. I I like Jaguars. They're nice. They're nice. They're simple, but they're really good. I went to the stadium, by the way, for Florida, Georgia, back in October. Mm -hmm. Um, Puts MetLife to shame. I mean, I don't think it's a great stadium to begin with. But, well, I mean, uh, that's just, it's crazy to think about one of the more popular cities, popular teams, and they have one of the worst stadiums. We've been there plenty of times, uh, Tom. You hear the World Cup is going to be there, too, the World Cup final, which is uh, – I'm, I'm okay if it was, like, the beginning games, which makes sense, popular area. Make it your final. It should have been in SoFi Stadium or something. But, uh, yeah, we're going to get a lot of backlash and for the World Cup final at MetLife Stadium. It's going to be – you're going to get a lot of good videos of, of, of Europeans trying to get out of MetLife Stadium or even just getting in, honestly. It's just going to be funny to me. That whole tailgate experience is a shit yeah. show. Yeah. Um, folks, if you're joining us live, make sure to check us out at Review and Preview Sports on all of our social media platforms. Um, just realized I had the wrong uh, banners thing up, so we'll, we apologize. Folks, we'll get that up for you shortly, but... Uh, we're here to talk about the Super Bowl today. I'm excited. Um, I know you are too, Fonz. Obviously, you know, wishing for uh, a different team on one of the sides, but yeah, um, so close. It it is what it is. Um, you know, Baltimore should be back there uh, soon. No, I don't know about my Giants, but we'll see. You never know. You never know. Weren't the Giants wild card teams the two times in your lifetime? They won the Super Bowl, right? They were wild card teams. No one expected it. Um, yeah, one of the times they played in the wild card round, uh, that was 2011. They shockingly won the division at nine and seven. Yeah, they beat the then, Falcons, right, in the wild yeah. card. That's I remember yeah. the year before that they went to not the year before the one before that was Tampa Bay. You went to Tampa. I remember. Like, listen, you yeah. you never know with the playoffs, right? Maybe for this yeah. year you kind of knew with these teams, but. You know, in past sub Super Bowls, you've known a lot of wild card teams make a run. So you never know, Tom. I'm just saying, you never know. And your team was the only team to ever defeat us in the big game. So uh, mm-hmm. shout out to you guys on that. But speaking of history of the Super Bowl, let's go over it a little bit. It's the first Super Bowl played in Nevada funds. And I don't know if you know, but I mean, I work in Radio Row this week at work and it was absolute shit show. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of interviews. I know our very own Sam Cardona got to talk to some uh, NFL players. Very excited to, um, you know, hear her experience out there in Vegas about that. But the 49ers, they're five and two all time in the Super Bowl, eighth appearance. Um, the last time that 
the Ravens saw them in the Super Bowl was a decade ago, Funds. You beat them. You know, much different team now, though, but some of the things still stay stay the same with them. Defense, you know, great coaching, great offensive system, and it's led them back here a decade later. Yeah. Now we talk about with with both teams. Yeah, like that's kind of the thing that stayed consistent has been the defense. You know, at least for the Ravens, the only player on that roster is Justin Tucker and Harbaugh. Uh, go with the Niners. I don't even. I think that's a completely different. I know obviously defense. They're still a top team there with that, but that roster is completely different. If you want to take a look at that 49ers defense, that Super Bowl run. That's. I mean, they had Patrick Wilson, Hall of Famer now. Navarro Bowman. Oh my gosh, Carlos Rogers was like defensive. Uh, was defensive back to Sean Golson. Remember that whole. That's a, that was a completely different defense. But it's still the same today. The Niners still have a top tier defense. That defensive line, which I got to say, that defensive line. I'm a big fan of. They have stars from the right to left. It really is crazy. Defenses certainly win championships, folks. Um, we can both attest to that. Speaking of defense, the other team, the Kansas City Chiefs, um, whoever thought they would get to this game essentially on the heels of their defense, they're 3-2 and two all-time in the Super Bowl, looking for their fourth Super Bowl win. And Andy Reid looks to become the fifth head coach to win three or more Super Bowls. Fonz, I was looking at the age gap between Reed and Shanahan, and it is crazy. Uh, 21 years, and I will say that these teams met four years ago in the big game, but it's safe to say these two teams were very, very different back then. Yeah, they had a really, I mean, the 49 had the same you know style of defense, but that offense was different. I mean, they didn't have McCaffrey. Brock Purdy was still in college. Their quarterback was Garoppolo. Their running back was Raheem Mostert. I think their receivers were Emmanuel Sanders. Dayuk um, wasn't there. Uh, Debo might have been a rookie that year, if I'm not mistaken. But like that was like that yeah. offense was complete. Didn't have Trent Williams. So yeah, like it was completely, completely different. I think the offense obviously, you know, is a lot better now than it was then. I think the starting receivers were Emmanuel Sanders and Kendrick Bourne. And again, I like Kendrick Bourne a lot, but I'm saying like those receivers back then to now, completely different. I think George Kittle was still was on that team also. But yeah, again, the only one was to say the same was Kittle <laughs> and the ended rookie Debo Samuel. And the 49ers have built their team from the draft. You know, Kittle, fifth round pick 2017. Fred Warner, third round 2019. Uh, stuff like that. And how about Ayuk. Brock Purdy? Ayuk. Seventh round. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ayuk was the guy was the first rounder, but everyone else was post second, third round, which is again, that's how a lot, I like how a lot of teams that built their team through the draft, which is I think is perfect. Yeah, maybe get a signing here and there, a trade here and there, McCaffrey trade, you know, get one or two really good trades, Trent Williams. That's kind of the success. Maybe signing all these big free agents, yeah, but building through the draft and making one or two big trades to kind of help that team get the little missing piece. It's key. A lot, a lot of more of these teams have successful through the draft. Look at the past Super Bowl champions. You know, majority of their team was that they drafted and brought in. It's all notable stuff. And folks, if you have any comments throughout the morning, I know we're going live uh, a day earlier than we would like, but uh, I will be working tomorrow uh, for the big game, so it should be an awesome sight. Um, yeah, make sure to. Leave your comments, questions throughout the day. Um, Kansas City funds, let's talk about them. They've had an interesting road here. Um, I was ready to stick a fork in them after Christmas Day's debacle against the Las Vegas Raiders, but 
all of a sudden they flip the script. They beat the Dolphins, the Bills, the, the Ravens. Um, Mahomes now playing in his fourth Super Bowl in five years. But like we mentioned, Fonz, just the number nine offense in the league this year, but the number two defense yeah. overall. It, it You look at Mahomes' past teams that he led to the Super Bowl winning and, you know, even the one that they lost. What was the thing? They had a offense was great. Firepower offense, you know, with Tyreek Hill, Kelsey at the time, well, at the time Hill, Kelsey. But what was the struggling? The defense was kind of a little bit here or there. They had Chris Jones. Uh, a couple of corners here and there, but like nothing really to write home about. But now this script is completely different. Now you see how this team is with a competent and stacked uh, defense. And I look again, like with the Niners, look at this Chiefs defensive line, which I, I'm sure you're going to read down here, and even their secondary. It's I, I hate to say it, it's I, I'm a big sucker for defense, and I look at it, I'm like, yeah, like this is a pretty solid defense. Yeah, Chris Jones. Um, they went out and they signed Drew Tranquil in free agency. Uh, they drafted George Karloftis, Nick Bolton as well, the linebacker from Mizzou. And the corners they've drafted, Legereus Sneed and Trent McDuffie. And this defense as a whole yeah, big, has held opponents to under 21 points. Yeah, and look at, and look at the teams you mentioned. The, the Ravens, who are good at, who can score at any moment. The Dolphins have dropped 70 earlier this year. was one of the higher scoring offenses with two great wide receivers. And their running back, who broke the Dolphins' record for most touchdowns in the season, held them down to not a lot of points. So, again, this give the credit to the defense this year. It's been incredible. I'm a huge Trent McDuffie fan. I liked him coming out of college. I'm like, he's got a really good corner here, and he's been turning all pro this past season, too. Well-deserved. I'm a big McDuffie fan, if you could tell. Yes, Trent McDuffie, an awesome draft pick. Definitely liked him a lot coming out of college as well. Um, let's talk about... The San Francisco 49ers off the surface here, funds. They had a much more complete season, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they started off five and zero, then they lost the next three games. But after that, um, they only lost two the rest of the way. Um, they went seven and two in their last nine games. They beat the Packers and the Lions to get here, but it wasn't easy for them, funds. Despite their number three defense, they allowed twenty one plus points in each playoff game, and they trailed each playoff game, specifically the NFC title game against our guy, Man Campbell. That was, that's just so crazy. Like when I saw that game first, I'm like, are the Lions? Because this, I was already upset from earlier in the day. No reason why. Uh, and then I see this. I'm like, oh, are the Lions, are they going to make this run? I'm lying on this. Uh, and then I saw the Niners coming back. I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe you shouldn't count out the Niners with the amount of star power you have on that team. But that was a really, really uh, a fun game. But that kind of does makes you think about the Diners. Like, as great as they are, they let up a, like 21 points. At least, you said, the past couple of playoff games they've been in, even during the regular season. They can get hot at any moment, especially on the offensive end. But the defense, when you let up that many points, it's kind of thinking, ah, can the offense play catch up? And it's been the case even earlier in the season where they weren't able to do it successfully. But at least they've been getting it done in the right moment. That's why they're here now in the in the big game. We're talking about them. Yeah, and they have a lot of weapons. You know, they've had 10, 30-plus point games this year. Number three scoring offense in the league. They're led by a young quarterback and Brock Purdy, who, my opinion, has turned to Mr. Relevant. And mm-hmm. kind of before we preview the game itself, I want to say Brock Purdy is a really good NFL quarterback. I don't know how you feel about him, but we can't measure him as the last pick in the draft anymore. He's a guy that 
at this point of his career has done more than Dak Prescott's ever done, has done more than guys like Kirk Cousins have ever done. He's separating himself into that next tier, the top tier of guys. You know, he's accomplished more than Justin Herbert in such a short time, you know, and people say, yeah, he's benefited from the system. Sure. But remember his offense at Iowa state was revolved around Brees Hall because he played with him, which his stats took a hit because of that, you know, and I'm seeing, I saw similar things with JJ McCarthy in Michigan this year. His stats took a hit because they love to run the football, but with Brock Purdy funds, he just seems so cool, calm and collected and he throws the ball the least amount of times per game in the NFL. I believe he has like the top three most um, yards per completion in the NFL. I mean, he's just phenomenal. And I've been very pleased with his play just two years in. Yeah, no, look, there was a time where I wasn't sure on Brock. Perry. Then I got to really think about it, uh, Tom. You know, we say that, oh, it's because of the benefit of the Shanahan system. And that's that's probably true. You know, I think any other quarterback you've seen has had the success. But the difference is, if that was the case, wouldn't have Jimmy Garoppolo won a Super Bowl with the Niners? Wouldn't have Trey Lance worked out for this team? You know, wouldn't they? Wouldn't he? Wouldn't he have worked out and been worth the third overall pick to trading up for? So it's a combination of yes, working in the system, but part of it is that you have to have the skill, and I think that's why Brock Purdy succeeds. He's had enough skills to where it fits in the system, it fits with what he works. Now, can he go to another team and do the same uh, success? I'm not sure. It kind of depends. I think he'll do a lot better than the other quarterbacks. Again, like I said, Jimmy Garoppolo. If that was the case, Garoppolo would have succeeded in. Las Vegas, uh, Trey Lance would have taken over Dak as a starter in Dallas. You know, it, it's a combination of both. You look at the past quarterbacks, Chan has had. This is the most successful one because he can do more on the field than say the other guys I just mentioned. Yeah, he's done a fine job, and you know he's been surrounded by a good supporting cast. But let's preview the game here quickly. You know, we'll talk about some of our players to watch in just a moment. Um, Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Gosh, we're getting close to uh i want to hear that <laughs> big number 60 um airs so, sunday night i'm trying to think i like the roman, the roman numerals are fun except for that one year they did 50 you know they said they couldn't yeah, do the yeah. l which kind of make it would have been funny if they kept the l but no yeah it's getting the 60 now it's time i don't want to think, I don't want to think about it i really don't want did you see mike's fun fact about why they use the roman numerals um i got it what was it i had it i saw it i wanted i want to i'm gonna get it officially i want to read it out here too i want to i want to pull it up on here too i think it was uh if i could find it. yeah the super bowl used roman numerals to avoid confusions the game technically played the following year from the regular yeah that's how i feel with like the pro bowl too you know i know people talk about the pro Wait, listen Tom, I'm getting Pro Bowl talk on here. They say that this is technically the 2024 Pro Bowl, but I'm like, no, it's from the 2023 season. So, yeah, it makes it's good that they do Roman numerals as opposed to the year because it'll be very confusing because, you know, the NFL doesn't do the 23 24 season like how the NBA does. They just say the 2023 season. So, I think the Roman numerals are cool. It looks cooler, I would say, right? It's like it's a, it's a historic event. So, I think the Roman numerals, you keep it like that. Yeah, it's definitely um, an interesting fact. I did not know about it. Um, but overall the Super Bowl itself, um, the last 19 Super Bowls, there's been an interesting fact about Jersey color. I know you're a big Jersey guy. Oh yes. Yes. 16 of the last 19 have been white jerseys. That have won. Yeah. Yeah. The one, the couple of color ones I'm thinking, did the Chiefs win 
Last year they wore white. Yes. Uh, their first one, they wore red. If I'm not mistaken. I believe yeah. so. Yes. Same uniform. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the, all the other, yeah, the last 10. Yeah, I can't even think of the color ones that won. A Patriots won, the Eagles won in the in the green jerseys. Yes. Both the other one. The, what was the other one? Because the Patriots, they were the whites every single year. See, no, Seahawks were the white. The Ra- well, no, now we're going too far back, but the Ravens wore white when they won. So I'm going to go past the Ravens era because I'm thinking, because you said in the past, what, six? Oh, my God. 19 years. Oh, no. 16 were white. Hmm. Wow, this is good. This is Tom. Listen, I, wow, you got me on the spot. I'm thinking, though, but I know the Eagles, the Chiefs, uh, no, the Buccaneers. Had to be, yeah, right. They, the the Bucks wore white. No, 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 you know what, Tom? I think that I have a website on my phone, the NFL Jersey database, and it tells you the it tells you the jersey comedy throughout the year. Which, by the way, Font Software, that's how I was able to kind of track everything too. So I want to look this up. If you want to go on to the next thing, and then I'll pull it up in a little bit because this is actually a really good fact for you Jersey connoisseurs out here. And let me tell you, people, people be into it. What do, I I actually find it, but if you want to go into something else, and I found the rest of it here too. This is interesting. Okay. You did? I, I do. I do have it. It's taking a second to load here, too. So, uh, 2023, we don't know yet. 2022, uh, Chiefs won. They wore white. 2021, Rams won. They wore white. Uh, nope. I made a mistake. Buccaneers wore white in 2020. 2019, thought, yeah. 2019, Chiefs wore red. They won. 2018, Patriots won in white against the Rams. 17 was the Eagles in green. Uh, 2016, the same as 28 to three. The uh, Patriots won. Broncos won. Patriots won. Those are all whites. Uh, 2013, yeah, white. White Giants won in 2011. Uh, I think I found a 2010. The Green Bay Packers. They wore green. Against the Steelers. Yes, that's right. And, that, and the that's before right. That, or that was the Saints. It doesn't eight was the Steelers. So, yeah, those are the three. If you're saying, I think about, you said three in the past 19 years, which again makes it feel. And even then, too, Giants white, Colts white, Steelers white, 04 white. Wow, that's a lot more than I thought. 2003 was the page they wore their blues. Then you had a couple of colors in before. Wow, Tom, this is a good, this is a good fact. I did not. Wow. I wish I had that fun fact for this week. Mike had it. Yeah. Mike, Mike had a good one, too, though. Mike's probably was a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> Mike was a little bit better than mine. Also, uh, you know, Fonz has a Jersey channel, folks. If you're watching, Fonz talks jerseys. I believe it's called. Correct? Yes. Yes. So, new content out. up every week. Make yeah. sure to go check that out. We're gonna do the best. You know, after watching the Super Bowl, I'm gonna do the best uniform matchups in the Super Bowl. I'm not talking about the game, because again, in my channel, we don't care about the actual action. It doesn't really matter. No one cares about it. We only care about the uniform matchup. We did the Pro Bowl jerseys, which was fun. Uh, but now we're going to do the Super Bowl matchups after this one. I'm going to do a double check on my list. I think this one might make it, but I have to watch it again to see. You know, got to catch the eye, Tom. No, absolutely. Um, and, and back to the game itself, anything on the surface that catches your eye um, before we kind of dive into keys to the game? Anything in general? Obviously, we know the storylines, some crazy storylines. Um, yeah, I, I want I want to see, you know, I'm big on the, the trench game, too. I really want to see Chris Jones against the Niners offense. I want to see Carl Loftus against Trent Williams. 
I'm a big Trent Williams fan. That dude is just absolutely crazy on the field. He's like one of those few offensive linemen that people know because he's just like the way he plays, just absolutely incredible. I want to see how that matchup goes. And another one, like I said, Trent McDuffie. I'm assuming he's going to line up against uh, Brandon Ayuk majority of the game, too. I want to see how that matchup goes. And I know McDuffie's really huge on the in the one game, too. I think he'll definitely stop some run because he's a good tackler. You know, so like he's a hard hitting corner, which you really don't see a lot of, too. So I want to see how he plays on the field, too. So a lot of more in the trench game and some underrated players to kind of keep an eye on. But, yeah, those those two I would be saying Jones against Williams and McDuffie against Ayuk. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to watch uh, Chris Jones. It might be his last game as a chief. Did you hear about this? It might like he might not come back next year. Obviously, he held out first game. You missed the first game, and I know there was some there were some contract talks here. Look, honestly, I I mean, obviously, you want to keep him there as long as you can. But Jones has been a big part. They use the same draft class as Mahomes, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe the year before, if I'm not mistaken, around that time. So very same year, yeah. still still young. But I mean, if if say they win three Super Bowls, you know, leading that defense, you know, if he wants to get his money elsewhere, I have no problem with that. He's done all the winning he could. He can go to a team that definitely needs that leadership on the defensive end. I'm thinking, like example. Say, imagine him on the Texans with Will Anderson Jr. That's a that would be a very very scary defensive line. So like, he probably would go to if he had if he was to leave, he'd go to a younger team, a young defense. Probably want to be like that that full time leader, being like, you know, that's the guy we want to build around to. Because you know, at least for the Chiefs now, you say that now, but like no, you say like it's Mahomes' team or Kelsey's team. Go to a team like the Texans or whatever, be like, you know what, we need to build around Chris Jones. So he's he's gonna get paid. Uh, this offseason. I think the Chiefs will do whatever they can to keep him. My prediction is early prediction. I think he leaves. Yeah. And the NFL is a business. We've seen it happen all the time. Um, you know, you mentioned Chris Jones. I mean, as we get into keys to the game here, my biggest key to the game is the Chiefs lost to the Bucks in the Super Bowl because they could not protect Patrick Mahomes, right? Both their starting tackles are out, Fisher and Schwartz. Um, the 49ers only had 34 sacks this year, but they have pass rushers, and one of the Chiefs' starting offensive linemen is out. Uh, Joe Tooney will miss the game with a pectoral injury. Their left guard, their prized free agent left guard from a couple years ago, Nick Allegretti, longtime backup will start in his place. So I'm interested to see uh, what happens there. And I think it'll be interesting to see if the 49ers pass rush can get their funds. Cause if they do, I mean, you got great guys on each level of, of that defense, right? You got Hargrave up the middle who played for the Eagles last year in the Super yeah. Bowl. Um, Bosa and young off of each side, Eric Armstead up the gut as well. And then you got Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, Fred Warner had four picks this year at the next level. And then former chief, Traverius Ward, five picks, mm. led the league with 23 pass deflections this season. And the 49ers funds, they're best in the NFL against wide receivers at causing takeaways. 17 interceptions yeah, this season. Again, such a, such a really, really good uh, really good defense. A lot of guys that – a lot of guys that maybe you wouldn't, the regular fan wouldn't know about, but like the us big time hardcore fans we know about, like Ward, for example, and even the other guys in the lineman, like Hargrave and, uh, you know, uh, I just forgot, Armstead, too. Like saying, like, those guys yeah. are like, yeah, like you people know the right, like Warner and probably uh, Nick Bosa. You know, people know about Chase Young, too, but there's other guys on that team, too. 
that, you know, can show out and ball out here and there. Yeah. And you mentioned Chris Jones as well on the other side, um, going up against two kind of, uh, placeholders, I would say Jake Brendel and John Feliciano, who was the giant starting center last yeah. season. Once a giant, always a giant, Tom, like you say. <laughs> That's right. I will say, though, Brock Purdy is pretty good against the Blitz, I think. Um, in, in fact, I have the stats up here. The Chiefs blitz the fifth most times in the NFL with Steve Spagnuolo's defense. Brock Purdy has a 132.3 rating against the Blitz this season. And the Chiefs can bring the house. That's why they signed Drew Tranquil in free agency, you know, linebacker with four and a half sacks. And I think Brock Purdy's up to the challenge. I mean, I think the world will learn a lot about Brock Purdy on Sunday, regardless of the outcome, regardless of the outcome. No, I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah. Is there anything else you had? I have one more, but I, I want to see if you were, you were thinking anything else, maybe for the 49ers, what, what they have to do to uh, win this game. I mean, I mean, like we, the, the defense would have to, you know, obviously show up to kind of contain Travis Kelsey. That was the one thing the Ravens didn't do True. in the first half. I think that's the kind of the main thing you do. I mean, yes, and keep an eye on the guys like Rasheed Rice, but it all starts with Kelsey. When Once Kelsey gets going, the game, I think, ex- the passing game expands for Mahomes. So I think if you stop Kelsey early or at least let him to one or two catches in the first half, it'll definitely help them out in the long haul. Don't don't start him off with 11 catches in the first half. Again, Tom, not upset about her or anything, you know, two weeks later, but I'm just, you know, got to throw that out there again. <laughs> yeah. Um, Travis Kelsey has a lot going on this game. Um, I could really care less about the other shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, same, same. Yeah. My key is the NFL Offensive Player of the Year, Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. They cannot abandon the run game. They have to utilize this guy. I mean, unfortunately, Fonz, I think this led to your demise two weeks ago. Not demise, but, you know, losing the game. Yeah. Um, again, it was a tough script, right? Because the Chiefs scored early and often. I knew this. Yeah, I knew it was when I saw that first touchdown. I'm like, this is what's going to happen. I was like, this is, I had a feeling early on. I'm like, yeah, and this is how it's going to start. Yeah. Um, McCaffrey has to be the focal point. He has to be um, running the football. They, against Baltimore, I think the Ravens only ran it, what, like 10 times, if that? Eight with Lamar Jackson and eight with uh, Justice Hill and uh, Gus Edwards, okay. which, is, which is really a, the, the worst play calling I've seen from the Ravens. It's what It felt like Greg Roman was out there, you know? I thought Greg Roman was Todd Monken in disguise. I saw yeah. that. Are we really doing this again? So it just was not. It just was not. Long. And then there were other things. <laughs> Zay Flowers fumble too, which is a little bit dumb. The taunting penalty, I didn't really yeah. understand that, but that's a whole. I had a talk. I just talked about that a while back too. But you know, I and it was just. It, I was upset by that play calling again. Tom still, still, still holding grudges, but you know, I'll be all right after the season's done officially. Uh, what is up, Larry Johnson, in the comments section? Thank you for joining us early. What is up, y'all? Uh, a Cowboys fan, Larry is. Mm. Who are we feeling for this game? Um, I have to stay tuned, Larry. We'll be revealing that in just a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will definitely keep you posted, though, on who we have. Um, let's get into our players to watch. We have a lot. 
Mm-hmm. So this will probably be where the bulk of the player analysis comes. I want to start with one guy for Kansas City that I think goes unnoticed, and it's Rashi Rice. Um, say that's a good one. He was on my list, too. I yeah. love Rashi Rice. You know what? I'll, I'll let you go on him as well, but I just want to say quick. I, w- I won't say too much, but seven touchdowns as a rookie, nearly had 1,000 yards, 79 receptions, and the only Chiefs player with 30 or more receptions this season. Their rest of their receiver unit is a clown show. Um, I think their next leading receiver is Justin Watson. And then they have Sky Moore, who can't catch a pass to save himself. And Sky then Moore's not even playing. I think he's hurt. If I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken, I, be- I believe he's still on IR. Unless they brought him back. Oh, oh they. So oh, no, my mistake. They did bring him back. I know he was on IR for a little bit this season too. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, Kadarius Tony and then Marquez Valdez Scantling, who's boomer bust every single week. Scantling was like their big. I remember last year him and Juju Smith were their big free agent signings. Juju's mm-hmm. gone, and Scantling. Uh, yeah, there's moments where all, all of a sudden, Tom, of course, the one time he can make a big catch was uh, was against them, which I was like, really? I'm like, of course. I literally was like, yeah, this is, of course, this is what happens, though. I don't know. Um, they also have Richie James, Tom, another Giants legend on there. Once, <laughs> once a giant, Tom, always a giant. All right. Once a giant, always a giant. Hey, Richie James was our number two leading receiver last year behind Darius Slayton. He's a good return, man. I'll give him that. You know, yeah. he's a good role. He's a good role. I think he's better than Kadarius Tony. Who'd you rather have, Tom, him or Kadarius Tony on your, in your lineup? Richie James, a hundred percent. It's not even close. Uh, also, get get this: Richie James, former Forty Nine er. That's right. He was like a seventh round pick for them too. Uh-huh. I think he was on that Super Bowl team. I wasn't wasn't playing, but I think he was on that Super Bowl team for them. He was a healthy scratch that game. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, they played Kenny he was, over him. That's what it was. Yep. In, inactive back then. Um, but yeah, elaborate on Rasheed Rice a little bit for people who may not know too much about him. I think he was Kansas City's best kept secret until very late in the season. And um, I will say I had him on one of my fantasy teams and he did me well. Yeah, no, uh, from SMU, really good receiver. No, not a huge name coming out in the draft. Uh, what was the Chiefs big need was the receiver department too. They drafted him, but he didn't play right away, Tom. He ended the season with 938 yards. I think if he played the whole season, he would have easily broke over 1,000. Yeah, Tom, like later on in the year, you saw when they were struggling with drops and struggling with receivers catching or even just making running routes, they were like, all right, they let Rashid kind of get out there a little bit more and more, and then you saw him like making all these ridiculous catches. I'm like, the Chiefs got there, got a guy. They found a guy that really no one talked about. Again, second-round pick, though, uh, but no one talked about him because the Chiefs didn't use him right away. It was like him and Sky Moore was the year prior second round pick. They took another second round pick on a Rashid Rice. And he I'm a fan. I think he's going to be like a well-known name in the receiver department for years to come. Uh, I think he, I expect him probably to have a huge game here. I'll probably be there outside of Kelsey, the Chiefs leading receiver, I would imagine. Unless Valdez Scaling has like two 60 yard catches out of nowhere, which we'll see from time to time. I like him a lot. Yeah. Um yeah, Kansas City's got a lot of characters. Um, I, I think Mahomes is the obvious one, right? I mean, 3-0 in his career against the 49ers. Career high in picks, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the playoffs, four touchdowns, no picks. 68% completion percentage. Um, you know, I, he's looking to win his third ring. And I know 
you like me have always been a big um, Tom Brady advocate, at least over the past, you know, (laughs) several years. Is the chase beginning or is, is it too soon to talk about it? I'm on the side that I think it's too soon to talk about it, but with his track record and what he's done, I mean, it's definitely a conversation that might have to be had at some point. I I don't think it's too soon. I could see the rumbling starting. And I think if he wins tomorrow, um, then I think the conversation can get started. Now, I'm not saying he's better than Brady, but you can say that, you know what, he's on the right track. If he keeps doing this, uh, there's definitely a chance. Mahomes, I believe, is even only, what was it, 28? You know, Mm -hmm. younger than us, Tom. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well. I'm 29 now, Tom, but I don't know. What, what, are, you, what are you, 20? We're, we're, yeah, we're, I'll be 29 in July. So Apologies for rushing your age, Tom. Enjoy enjoy the youth, Tom. But no, I say Mahomes, same age as us. Like He still has plenty of years left. He's never, you know, knock on wood, never had a severe injury where he missed a bunch of time, much like Mr. Tom Brady. So there's a conversation to be had if he definitely wins. Even if he loses, you can have that rumblings here and there, too. But I don't think it's like the – it's bad to have the starting of a conversation, too. It, it, it's not that serious yet. Um, and Mahomes even mentioned he's way off. He is. Um, this is another thing too, right? Brady beat him twice head to head in the playoffs, uh, 2018 AFC championship game. And then the 2020 Super Bowl um, yeah. against, well, technically 2021. So 2020, 2021. Um, and Fonz, you were one of the only two people on the brand that picked them that game. I actually, um, Gabe was the one that picked the Bucks. That's so don't, don't do it, everybody. Yeah. And now, and now, Mike's do now. Mike is doing that to me with Pat Mahomes. He's like, I'm taking when we talk about the a while back. He's like, I'm taking a page out of your book with Mahomes. Don't do it. I care about you, Mike. Oh man, like I'm like how the tables have turned now to me. It happened to me. So yeah, that's why I said, Brady, don't do it. I still think he's coming back next year. Don't do it, everybody. He's coming back. I don't believe it. He's coming back. Mahomes is phenomenal. He's the best quarterback on the planet. I don't think he has high of an I. I don't think he has as high of an IQ as Brady did, though. That that that's the one difference. Um, but I will say, he's the best quarterback in the league, and unfortunately, funds outside of him, the quarterbacks in this league now are just not as good mm-hmm. as they were, you know, ten, fifteen years yeah, ago. Not like, there's not like the five threes. or yeah, like the yeah. five or six that you're like. Oh yeah, like they can. Any of them can win it. You don't know which one. You know, I, I get what you're saying. Now there's still some good ones, you know, yeah. but not like the elite, like five or six. You're like, yeah, like this is like the top five. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, I still think Burrow is, uh, you know, at worst top five when when healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, who do you have for Kansas City? There's uh, a, any guys? There's another name I think we didn't even mention at all, and, and Tom, we forgot and we talked about him in the past too. Rutgers guy, Isaiah Pacheco. That I mean, that guy is a hard nose runner. I get nervous when he runs the ball because I think like he runs way too aggressive. But I love that about him too. Tom, seventh round pick. How did the Chiefs find these guys too? Last year did really well for them, and Pacheco I think is going to have another big game. They they let him run the ball a lot more this season. They kind of rely on the run game a little bit more this season, and Pacheco was a big part of it too. I think if he didn't get hurt, he would have easily gotten over a thousand yards. Again, hard-nosed runner, um, smaller guy, but I think he's going to have a big game uh, today. I think, well, for the Super Bowl on Sunday. So I think he's going to have a big one here. They need to get him early. They need to feed him early. Uh, I make the joke, they let Tyreek Hill walk so Pacheco could run. 
uh, maybe possibly the better number 10 for Kansas City. Who knows? But uh, Pacheco is an eye, a guy you definitely should keep an eye on. Yeah, um, four straight games with 65 or more rushing yards. Mm. Um, if you're a betting man, take the over. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, I mean, of course there's Kelsey. You know, in the playoffs, he's really showed up three touchdowns in the last two games, over 100 yards against your Ravens last week, uh, two weeks ago, pardon, and 11 receptions. He also has the most receptions in playoff history Kelsey does I'm looking for my banner on him there he is um I mean he's bound to score a touchdown though I mean I feel like he does in every Super Bowl he plays in so it's hard to not pick him to score yeah he'll definitely definitely he's probably will be scoring it's gonna it's gonna happen so you know Mm -hmm. um however there's two guys on the Chiefs I don't like and this is where things get interesting, right? Their two starting offensive tackles scare me to death. Donovan Smith was average with the Bucks. You know, at times he was above average. Now, yeah, yeah. it's not great. And Jawan Taylor led the NFL in penalties this season. He's matched up against Nick Bosa and started, Chase Young. It started that first game. Remember that first game against the Lions where Jawan Taylor was like literally being offsides or false starts every like he's like. He tests the waters here and there. I wouldn't shock me if there's a penalty or two from him because he even had that against the Ravens too. He had a penalty or, or two yeah. or something on that time. So I agree. I didn't even think about it until you mentioned it because like those two tackles, while probably better upgrades than they would have had in years past, it's still not a huge, huge upgrade to. And Smith was, like you said, average for the buck. He was good for them. Um, mm-hmm. A little bit older now. But yeah, those two tackles, I agree. Not having too many hurts. But that's going to be like an interesting part to see how this really good San Francisco line goes up against the Chiefs' offensive line. And you mentioned George Karloftis, um, two and a half sacks in the playoffs. Called Spags a father figure of the defense. <laughs> Spags is um, a very good defensive coordinator. I will, I will, I will give him that too. But former Giant too, right? Was the Giants' defensive coordinator? Yeah. Was he not? You're right. Oh. Also, our former interim head coach, Tom. What, are, what am I going to say? Once a giant, always a giant. I will always well, say it to you no matter what. I'm going to text it to you when uh, Kadarius Tony has a touchdown, Tom, or the longest. Maybe he'll beat his record for the longest palm return uh, in Super Bowl history. And I'll text you be like, once a giant, always a giant. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nick Bolton, too, who only played eight games this season. He's a guy that um, you know was healthy, really good player. Uh, Trent McDuffie, first-team All-Pro, nine QB hits and three sacks, five forced fumbles. That's what I'm saying. Corner position. Yeah, McDuffie can hit too. Like he, like he, he flies all over the field. I think he's going to have a really big game, also. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's get our. Well, we have a surprise guest. Uh, last minute, Brian Attard from the Sports Box. Let's throw you into the fray. Good morning, Brian. Well, good morning, guys. How are you? How's it going? I was graciously I was graciously invited on the show, and I wanted to make sure I at least made an appearance. I wanted to make sure that I supported what RNP is doing, as I like to do as much as I can. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Um, sad to say, Dallas is not in the Super Bowl. Um, Water is wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, we're going over players to watch, and what are your overall thoughts on this games uh, on this game? And are there any players from each side of the ball that you think really make or break it for you? So, at, at first blush, it reminds me a lot of Super Bowl Forty One, which was between the Colts and Bears, and I say that because it feels to me like a quarterback mismatch of epic proportions the way it was in Super Bowl 41 when it was Peyton Manning against Rex Grossman. Now, that's not meant to be a shot at Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is not on the level of Patrick Mahomes. It's just not, right? Patrick Mahomes is a gamer. He just finds ways to win. Arguably, this is the worst Chiefs team they've had in their semi-dynastic run, and they're back in this game again, right? So to, to me, I think the game is is not that difficult to look at, right? At the end of the day, if the Chiefs are up one score late in the game, you're not going to trust Brock Purdy to make the big play the same way Jimmy Garoppolo didn't. And if you remember when these two teams played a couple of years ago, at the end of that game, Kyle Shan had no interest in having Jimmy throw the ball. That was not at all what they were trying to do, right? I think it is as... Shallow as there is, the difference in this game is the quarterback. San Fran's got the better roster, arguably the better players in, in a lot of different positions. But I think the, the difference in the game is going to be the quarterback. So as shallow as this is, the person to watch is Patrick Mahomes, because I think if they get ahead, the Niners aren't built to come back against them the way Detroit let them back in two weeks ago. So are, are you not high on Brock Purdy? Uh, Brock Purdy is a product of his environment. That is a very, okay. very, very good roster. It was a good roster a couple yeah. years ago when Garoppolo was the quarterback, right? It was a good roster, a good enough roster that could have gone to the Super Bowl last year, even with Brock Purdy. But Josh Johnson's just a warm body in, in a, you know, in a jersey. I don't. I, Brock Purdy's not a difference maker. He's not. He's not that elite talent. He's not that guy who's going to be the reason. He may not be the reason that you lose, but he won't be the reason that you win, right? Like he'll do what he does. He needs a surrounding cast, and Shanahan's a phenomenal head coach. And I love a lot of players on their team. People say they're not a likable team. I don't necessarily agree with that. I just look at Kansas City and say, like, you know, they are who they are. They've done this repeatedly. They know what they're doing, and it comes down to the coach and the quarterback. Mosley, the quarterback. So, again, what I'm asking you is you're watching the fourth quarter. If it's if it's uh, 27-23 Chiefs with a minute and a half to go, and the, the Niners have the ball, what confidence do you have that Brock Purdy can lead the game-winning drive? I don't have much at all. At that point now, he's out of his element. He is going to have to be the reason they win. I don't think he's capable of doing that. If they're ahead, the defense can hold them. The Niners' defense needs to really be like the preeminent unit in this game. If they can keep Mahomes in check and the Niners' offensive game plan is to run the ball a ton to keep Mahomes on the bench, that's their path to a win. I just don't think it's going to be enough. Interesting. Well, nice Fonda and I were right talking. There. Thank you. Thank you. I know he's part of your golden five. He's part of my so. fab five, yes. Mm-hmm. Which which could, listen, in, in 12 months could be six. I think Stroud's got a, Stroud's on the, on the, uh, the, the, the on the, the, the upward swing there. Yeah. Oh, Stroud's been a phenomenal rookie. Decided to have him in the league. Won, won the award. We were talking about Fonz and I, Brock Purdy, the lowest drafted quarterback to win the Super Bowl, but he also had five games with three-plus touchdown passes and no picks this year, 13.9 yards per completion, a 113 rating. I mean, the stats are all there. 
Fonz, who are your players to watch on the 49ers outside of Brock Purdy? Who do you have on each side of the ball? I would say offense. I, we mentioned him before. I know we, you know, not McCaffrey and Purdy, whatever. I think Ayuk. I think he's he's been playing really well this whole entire season. He was he, coming in last year. He was their number two. And you said probably say Tebow yeah. was, was your number one. I think after this whole season, I would put Ayuk as your number one and Debo as number two, I would say. Ayuk has been playing absolutely out of his mind. He had a ridiculous catch uh, against the Lions. <laughs> like I was like, how the hell did he make that catch? That's the guy who I think he's going to have to have also a really good game. And on the defense, I'm going to have to go. I mean, we say the defensive line, but we talked about it a little bit, Tom. But Fred Warner being the middleman in that defense, too. You said, Tom, how many picks? You have like four picks this season, which is which you don't you don't really see that common with linebackers too. He's like a field general for that Niners defense, the leader for them. He's been playing really well. I think he's also going to have a big game too. So I'm going to go with Ayuk on the offense and Warner on the defense. Brian, who are you looking at for the 49ers on each side of the ball? You mentioned their defense is really where it starts and where it's been throughout the last several years. I think offensively, I mean, this from a play, look, it, it's easy to say McCaffrey, it's easy to say the receivers, but I, I'm in agreement with Fonz here. Like, I think that Ayuk has to have a game, right? Like, he of of the two main receivers they have, he is the traditional receiver, right? Debo's more of a weapon that can do a lot of different things for you, and that's a great trait to have. From a purely wide receiver standpoint, I agree that Ayuk is their number one, both in talent and I think where they see him in target. I think from that standpoint, like he's the guy that has to like, I don't think they're going to air it out to Debo if they need to. Like, I, just, I don't see that being part of their offense. Right. Um, again, I just think that that's going to be the difference. But also, I'm very curious to see who they play against Travis Kelsey. Right. Because the one thing that, Tom, you know, I'm a big quarterbacks make receivers guy. And, you know, this is the worst receiver set Patrick Mahomes has had, too. And it hasn't mattered, right? I mean, they've gone to the Super Bowl twice after losing Tyreek Hill. So, you know, Kelsey hasn't necessarily been the guy all year. Like, they found ways, but he was big two weeks ago. Um, I don't know how the Niners are going to handle him defensively, but that's where I think their linebackers, and it might be Fred Warner, but their linebackers, however they're going to try to get in the way of Mr. Swift, because that's going to be the difference in the game for them. Like, they'll have their shots, to the outside and maybe somebody might catch them. It's going to have to be Rasheed Rice because nobody else really catches the ball on the outside. But I think that they absolutely need to contain Travis Kelsey from that standpoint. So really their linebackers generally, you know, will they bring a safety up into the box and try to, again, it's not as if those receivers on the outside with the exception of Rasheed Rice really concern you, right? Do you need to double team any of them? Probably not. So you get that luxury of being able to, you know, bring a safety in, Play, you know, play three deep and then bring that safety in to help you against that intermediate stuff, which is where Kelsey is so important. I mm-hmm. think that if I wouldn't say one, I would really say they're linebacking core, period, but probably Warner of the of the bunch. It would have been I think nice. we, yeah. Remember who uh Hufanga, who's out with the torn ACL, he would have been perfect. He would have been perfect for uh to line up with Travis Kelsey at least because he's a safety, but he's like a he can like play in the box too. Like that's that's a, that's a big miss too. But it, you know, I'm just saying I had to mention that guy in there. He was very good for them before the injury. And to Brian's point, Drake Greenlaw has given up four touchdown passes in the red zone this season in man coverage. So 
Um, that's that's one the one stat that everyone should keep an eye on in this game. If you want to bet Kelsey touchdown, do it. It's probably going to happen. Um, but I, I'm also a fan of the other tight end. Um, unfortunately, his career has been injury plagued. But another reason why I think the 49ers are, are here, guys, he finally had a healthy season. Yeah. George Kittle, he played 16 games. Um, over a thousand receiving yards, the best in the NFL at this position. You know, first team All Pro, sixty five receptions. He can catch. He can block. I mean, he can do it all. I mean, Iowa is a tight end factory. Look at the best tight ends in the NFL, guys. George Kittle, T.J. Hawkinson, Sam Laporta, all Iowa guys. Right? Um, it, it's it's a shame that you know Kirk Ferentz has not been able to mold those players into stars at Iowa. They've had to develop in the NFL. Weird Iowa. Um, such a weird offense. Who has been the head coach since 1998? Need I, I remind you? I thought that was fake. I was like, he's been there that long, and I looked. It's up, true. Wow. I'm like, I literally was like, wow. Like they finally let go of Brian Ferentz, the offensive coordinator. So I guess Kirk had enough of his son. I, I imagine firing your son. I mean, have you seen Iowa's offense? I would have probably fired him. I would have fired him like yesterday or literally two years ago. Yeah. Like that offense is horrible. We talked about Trent Williams. Another outstanding story, by the way. With do, him. Do, you, do you think it's a coincidence that two of the top tight ends in the game are playing in this game today? Because or tomorrow, I should say. I don't think so. I think that it's a position that over the next couple of years is going to take more and more precedence. It just feels to me like, like every team's got capable wide receivers, right? Like, I mean, like not many teams have the elite guy, which really in this game, like nobody's got the elite guy, right? But I don't yeah. think anybody on the outside strikes you as, oh, that's that's the Calvin Johnson, that's the T.O., that's the alpha wide receiver, right? But they have really, really good tight ends that can be the difference. I think that the game is kind of gravitating a little bit towards that. Not that it didn't when the Pats had their twin towers, right? But that intermediate middle type stuff, I think that you're going to see more and more teams, I think, start to. And with, with even with Bowers in this draft, like I think you're going to see teams prioritize that. I thought Jefferson was going to be that guy. And then I saw him get hurt and I saw the Vikings do well, even without him. Because I was like, Jefferson still, I think, was the, one of the only elite ones. They started winning without him. I'm like, all right, maybe we don't need it. And then you're saying with the tight end. Example, Sam Laporta oh, with yeah. Lions. I think literally like he definitely changed that offense so much. And I actually I was you mentioned, I'm like, you know what? I kind of seeing that now with Laporta and everything, like every team's gonna need to have like that elite tight end. Maybe not blocking, but like a big bodied receiver now. Maybe one actual one that can block. I think the struggle you'll see teams have is when you have that guy who can block mm-hmm. is depending how you align yourself, right? The tight end could be blocking, could be going out for a pass. You know what the receivers are doing. So there's a little bit of deception as to how do you use your tight end. Brady did it forever, right? So it's like we know, we know how this works. It's just like I feel like you're going to see more teams try to you know build, build that way. I mean, Ravens, Andrews was out. Yeah. And Isaiah likely came in. So, yeah. I mean, like they had that. They still had the consistent, you know, I'm not saying elite, but like a very good tight end. I think likely him and Andrews, that's going to be a, you know, a good combo. Sorry, Tom, I had to mention more Ravens. No, no. Coastal Carolina guy, by the way. I told you. I told there. you, Tom, a while back. Keep an eye on him. You, know? you had him in your top five tight ends in that draft class. So, just saying. Just, it's a, um, Jake Ferguson, Brian. That's, no, that's another, another one. Too. <laughs> another example. Yeah, literally. Uh, I wish the Giants drafted him. I know he was on our radar, but we went Daniel Bellinger instead. And Darren wrong. And now Darren Waller. And the wide receiver, Darren Waller. The wide receiver. Uh, I think 
think of a guy like Bowers, what he could do for Justin Herbert. Because he's projected to the Chargers, right? Right. He should get drafted to the Chargers because, yes, like tight end at five. All right, people can have their opinions on that, but Gerald Everett is taking up so much cap space. You cut him, you save a lot of room. Everett, I think, is going to leave too. But like, yeah, yeah they, need, they need the charge need a weapon, a security blanket for Herbert. That's like a perfect match right there. And so why do you think Trevor Lawrence too struggled so much this year? At times Evan Ingram couldn't catch, especially in key moments. Right, Listen, uh, the game um, against Tennessee, always in the mix, Fonz. Always pro, in the mix. Pro Bowler Evan Ingram, two time Pro Bowler Evan Ingram. All right, let's not let's not let's not disrespect Mister Ingram here. Two time Pro Bowler. Uh, um. I do want to say, though, there are two other players I wanted to point out for Frisco, and then if you guys are anything else. Um, Javon Hargrave, who we have not mentioned much on the show this morning. Second straight Super Bowl going up against Creed Humphrey. Pairs well inside with Arik Armstead. And as we mentioned earlier, folks, if you're just tuning in, Joe Tooney is out with a pec injury. He will not play. Nick Allegretti will start at left guard that is a huge loss they signed Tooney to a five-year deal a couple years ago um again I don't like overpaying for a guard especially in free agency but the Chiefs line was already complete and they just had that one missing piece so that's a big loss it is a big loss and I think Hargrave can take advantage of it you know uh seven sacks this season it alleviates pressure off of Nick Bosa who by the way had two sacks against Penne Suell Sewell last week, um, you know, and has 35 QB hits on the season. So I think Hargrave occupying two linemen over the middle isolates Bosa one-on-one with Jawan Taylor, who is the lesser of the two tackles, in my opinion. So I think that's a key for me, position alignment in, in the front. But anybody else you guys had on either side? Well, I, I think to that to that point, right? I think if Chase Young ha- has a relevant game tomorrow night, oh, yeah. that means they're probably blocking Nick Bosa, but they're still getting to the quarterback. I mean, again, you you, it's Pat Mahomes. You can only what does Stewart Scott say? You can't stop and hope to contain him. I think that's that's true. <laughs> the quarterback, <laughs> is good, right? But like the you have to get to him. Like I I think they're going to blitz a lot because again, if he has time, he will carve. Even if he doesn't have time, he carves you up. Like that's the that's the difference in the game. That's why, like I said, like I'm getting those Manning Grossman vibes. Where I who thought Rex Grossman was going to make a play to win that game? I mean, if not for Devin Hester with the opening kickoff, right? So I think that's the difference. I I don't know the San Francisco. I mean, San Francisco's had I don't know the the NFC wasn't exactly a um, juggernaut this year, right? Whereas Kansas City went through arguably the two biggest threats in the AFC. And they were very good teams. I mean, they kind of stepped in their own way a little bit, but they're here again. So like I, like I said, I, I know it's very like cliche to say, but Pat Mahomes is a difference in the game. I'm thinking of benching Chase Young and I'm like, there's no way they're going to bench him. No. Yeah, I saw like the report, my first play. I'm like, no, have you seen him play? Like, uh, no, they're not going to bench Chip for the biggest game. And if they did, and they lose because of it, then you're going to see the flack from that. There's no way they were going to bench him. I read that. I'm like, yeah, okay. People Anybody else funds you wanted to throw in there before we make these predictions? Um, no, I got, we talked about a lot of these players. I mean, Tom later, I can, I went through the rosters here and I can go through the, some not guys that could potentially win the Super Bowl that you might not know are on the roster. Cause I like to do that sometimes too. 
at the end. Like, cause I'm looking at the rosters here and I'm like, there's a lot of guys I forgot were on this team too. And Tom, there's a quarterback on the chiefs, your guy that you're like, Oh, he could potentially win a super bowl as well too. I don't know if you know, I can do it later. I can, I have both rosters here. I can read them off to you. You're going to like this. All right, well, we could do it after the predictions. How, how How's that? Yeah, I know. Because I'm looking at this list, and I'm like, Tom's going to like some of these names I'm going to mention. We got a lot of people uh, waiting for what we think. Um, 49ers favored by one and a half points. Uh, Brian, I'll start with you here on this one. Who's winning the big game? Um, I think Kansas City wins the Super Bowl. Um, guess what? If I had said that every year, I'd be right more times than I'm not. <laughs> Right. So if I just make that blanket statement every year, the startup's going to be okay. Um, again, I, I feel as though that's going to be the difference in the game. I see like a 27 20 type thing. I see the Niners at the end of the game with the last, you know, four minute drive or three minute drive at the end, just not being able to come back. Very similar to what happened a couple of years ago when these, when these two teams played. Um, that, that I think is, is the difference. I think, I think San Francisco absolutely – like if I'm San Francisco and I win the toss, I want the ball. Like I think I have to get ahead of this team. I cannot chase this team from behind. I can't do what I did in the NFC Championship game against this team the way I did with Detroit because De- the Chiefs are they're, – they're seasoned. They're not, they're not going to let them back in the game, right, coaching every facet of the game. So I like a 27-20 Chiefs win. I think it's extremely plausible that if that's the case – that Travis Kelsey gets a ring, retires, and gives somebody else a ring on the field tomorrow night. No, prop no. that, take it. Uh, no, there's there's a there's a good possibility, and I there's mean, a strong I, possibility. I, I, in I that. made jokes that that's probably going to happen. If yeah, said, I can know. totally, you know, bastard should have been the ring. He's, he's, he's going to retire. Oh, no. from the billionaire. I, he's all right. That's good. This did not even cross my mind too until you this? just said that. You didn't think yeah. about this. I thought about that the second they won. I'm like, it's going to happen. They win, if they win tomorrow night, there's a real possibility he could propose. Hang it, was, it up. It was between that or she announced a wow. new album. And guess what? She announced a new album already. So I'm like, well, this is going to happen now. And listen, to, to, to be fair, like I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means, but I will say this. You know, Fonz, I don't – you're a Ravens fan, correct? Yes. Okay. That's, I, I, I thought uh, I knew that. Yes. Sure. That's, thank you. Um, when, when I saw that game last week and I'm like, oh, they're putting in the referee that's the worst home team referee in the NFL. I wonder why oh, they're doing listen, that. You don't think I had a rant about Sean Smith? Oh, I mean like it was – it's like they just don't even care how obvious it is. <laughs> like oh, they wanted her in the game. I did that video and the amount of comments I got saying that the Ravens had penalties too, like called me a loser and everything. I've, I've got called everything for it. And I was like, this is a conspiracy. I, I knew it from the get-go from Sean Smith. And I have, I have beef with Sean Smith. He doesn't know it yet, but I, I'm starting <laughs> my beef with Sean Smith. He doesn't know it, but Sean Smith. I, listen, I, full, full disclosure, I took a parlay. Chiefs minus two and a half, Niners minus two and a half. And it happened to hit. So that was just where I was last I could, I can't. I can't bet on my own. I can't bet on the I know. Can, I, I mentally can't do it. You know. I bet the Rangers last night, oh. minus four and a half. <laughs> we did win in overtime. We did. I mean, but so, saying, you don't bet on your own team. I just can't go, well, you won, but you also right. lost. Money, so, yeah, that's true. Um, Fonz, who, and Brian, by the way, I, I guess your MVP is Mahomes. I, I actually think if, if you want to bet this game, and I, I haven't looked at the numbers, but I'm sure you can get better odds on Mahomes as MVP than you do on the Chiefs to win. And I think if you, if you want the, and which I, the same bet I did a couple of years ago, if you think the Chiefs win, odds are Mahomes is the MVP. So it's kind of like a proxy for it. 
Yeah, that would, that would probably be the case if the Chiefs win too. Unless you know, listen, unless uh, Tom's guy Kadarius Tony has a balling out game too. You never know till. I have to give my Kadarius Tony takes to Tom because he loves that. We might have to play the reaction to Kadarius Tony being drafted by the Giants. No, I got to go look at these odds now. I want to go see if he actually has MVP odds. I don't even think he's playing, honestly. I don't think he – because he was a healthy scratch last week or two weeks ago. I don't think he, there's no way he's playing. He said he's going to play in the interview with A.J. Ross, but – the and then they'll have an 80-yard pump return for a touchdown. Why don't you, we can bet on that, people. Uh, so you want my prediction, Tom? Yes, score, uh, MVP. Yep. Uh, I know. Like, as much as we've been talking about the cheese and making jokes here, Tom, I, I just I, – I'm, I'm still on defense. I know the Chiefs have had a great defense, but I can't – like, this 49ers defense has been great all season. And I like the story of the Brock Purdy story, but then now they have these extra weapons with McCaffrey. This is this where our team is different than their – first goal round against the chiefs with an upgrade at the running back spot, better receiver options. In my opinion, defense has gotten a little bit better. Um, I think Purdy is obviously the better option than Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm going to go with the Niners here. I'm going to go 24, 21. It's going to be a very close game, probably defensive, but I'm going to go with a, a close one here. So I'm going to go with the Niners here. Defense is going to show out early. They have to, but if they don't, it's going to be a problem. I'm just betting too much. The Niners defense is going to show out right away. What are what is the number on Kadarius Tony Super Bowl MVP? What's the odds? This can't be good. Plus a million. I'll be nice. <laughs> I'll be nice. The lo- so the longest odd in the game is Tommy Towson at plus a hundred thousand for reference. Oh, the punter. Yeah. Plus ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Bonds, your guess? Oh God. What Mine wasn't really a guess, but yeah. well, <laughs> it was more of a dig. What was Tommy Townsend again? Can you repeat that Tommy one? Tommy Townsend was plus 100,000. 100, plus 100, oh, that can't. No, Tony, I'm going to have to go. It's got to be plus. I'm going to go 65,000. 50,000. Yeah. Oh, so, so to, to go to what I said before, Mahomes MVP is plus 125. You're not going to get it. The Chiefs to win the game is even money. So you do get a 25% bump if you take. But that's the odds, right? What if Kelsey has three touchdowns? I mean, that's the thing, right? Um. Kyle Juszczyk will have more receiving yards than Kadarius Tony in this game, just for the record. Wow. That, 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 that's on the record, by the way. Oh. Uh, Fonz, who's your MVP, by the way? Um, I'm going to go – I I would probably go McCaffrey because I feel like he'll have okay. a, receiving, a receiving and a rushing touchdown too. I think if Ayuk has a big game, like I said, there's a good chance he could win MVP also. Interesting. Yeah, kind of like uh, – I know he, he's he's not he's not Cooper Cup, but I'm just saying the last receiver. I like different varieties with MVPs. You know, we, can pick we have seen receivers win MVP in the past: Julian sure. Edelman, Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Could happen. Deion Branch. Um, yeah, Deion Branch was the MVP for one. Oh my! God. I remember right. that because it was against the Eagles and it had a great night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So my pick. Um, the Chiefs should win this game. They should. Um, but five months ago, the NFL season began with the Chiefs' loss. It will end with the Chiefs' loss. Uh, the 49ers, uh, I'm going opposite from you, Brian. Uh, 49ers win. I think this is a lower-scoring game than people think. Um, I know the over, I believe, is 47 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go right under, so those over betters are going to be highly disappointed. Um, 
Final score, 24-20. San Francisco wins the game. Um, My MVP prediction is also um, Christian McCaffrey. So not to copy Fonz here, but I I do think – and here's why I picked Christian McCaffrey, right? Brian, you mentioned Brock Purdy, how you're not high on him, uh, you know, comparing it to like Manning and Grossman. McCaffrey, if he gets 75 or more – Rushing yards in a game. The Niners are 12-1. and one. Um, He is the NFL Offensive Player of the Year, and the Chiefs' run defense is their one weakness. Uh, I wouldn't say it's terrible. I mean, you have Chris Jones, but outside of that, you can exploit that. And I think, Brian, you mentioned something earlier. 49ers win the toss. You take the football. What the 49ers need to do is run play-action pass, right, take off like half the first quarter on that first drive and score a touchdown. That's their chance of winning this game. And I think they do it. However, don't copy me folks. I've predicted the Super Bowl wrong three years in a row. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you had last, the Eagles last year, year, I picked them because I wanted them to lose reverse. psychology. Okay. I was on right. a losing streak. So I'm like, okay, let me just pick them. But this year I'm actually going with who I want to win the game. I, I can take that. So uh, I'm going to go Frisco, but who knows? I just really don't want what you guys said might happen at the end of the game to happen. So, um, but yeah, I'm sticking to my guns. I wanted to say Brock Purdy for MVP, but um, if they win this game, it's going to be McCaffrey up and down the the field. Purdy will make plays. He's not a bad quarterback, right? But uh, I do think there is a difference there between him and Mahomes right now. Um, Fonz, let's get to those superlatives uh, who do we have playing that might get a ring all right so we got the we'll go to the chiefs first so there's there's more on the niners here so the chiefs right now do you know this blank your backup quarterback he has the potential to be another super bowl champion another ring to his uh, resume too right now the wide receivers tom we got Miko hardman who came back for the chiefs you know jets big free agent signing didn't turn out too well uh, your guy, Richie James, and Kadarius Tony could be two-time champions. Throw it out there again. I have to mention his name uh, one more time. Uh, and here on the practice squad or the reserves list, too, but he's on the roster and he gets a ring. Tom, are you aware of Ian Book? Do you know Ian Book is a Kansas City Chief? Practice squad quarterback. And technically speaking, if they win, he will get a ring. I'm just going to throw it out there. Did you know that he was on the Kansas City Chiefs? Can I double dip you for a second? Oh no. <laughs> he he was on the Eagles practice squad last year in the Super oh, Bowl, I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh wow. So yeah. you know what? He could finally get his ring too. And another name I just saw on here, Anthony Miller, former Bears receiver, I thought was gonna be really well. I didn't realize he was on the <sighs> Chiefs practice. Yeah, this is a very a lot of different ones on here too that I completely forgot. But the Niners one is more interesting. Sam Darnold could get a ring. He's the backup. You guys didn't know that. Does anybody remember Chris Conley? Yeah. Yes. He's the Jaguars the receiver too. He's a Niner. He could potentially get a ring as uh, as well too. Uh, there's a guy on here. Remember on the Rams on the Rams Super Bowl squad, Sebastian Joseph Day, defensive tackle, next to Aaron Donald, could also get a ring as well too. Does anybody remember uh, what's his name? Tashawn Gibson, safety for the Browns. Heard the name. He's on yeah. the Niners. He could get a, he could get a ring as well. Logan Ryan, former Patriots corner. He's on the Niners roster. So. He also could get a ring too, and a Start couple of uh, uh, yeah, he took over. Uh, 
Clint yeah. Farrell, remember the fourth overall pick, the draft? Oh monster? my gosh, he's on the Niners roster. He could also get a ring as well too. This is listen. This is just hilarious to me. And you go to the practice squad. Here's a name I'm sure maybe some of you will remember. There's two. One here, Willie Sneed, former okay. Ravens receiver. He can get a ring. And does anyone remember Jason Verrett? Yes, the corner. He he's on the Niners. He's on. The, he's on IR, but on the practice squad IR. Yeah. So he also he could get a ring as well too. So those are some of the names I look at. And I go, huh? They get a ring. So that's your history lesson, uh, guys. So the random guys that will potentially maybe get a Super Bowl ring. The Logan Ryan one got me because I'm like, I thought he retired. Real, real quick, I just happened to I went to go see what um, Kadarius Tony's like over under for receiving yards was. He's actually not listed as having an over under, <laughs> so you can't even you can't even bet it. Um, interesting here. Just two, so two things. One, Ayuk's over under is 59 and a half. I think if he's under, there's no way they win. He's got to have over. I have to, right? I mean, there's, there's no way the Niners win if he doesn't have 60 yards. Yeah. 59 yards? Yeah, I, I, I just, and a half. And I just saw, where was uh, Debo's 58 and a half. Is that over, like, oh, combined? To, total, no, total receiving, just receiving yards. Yeah, I, Brian, I'm sure you get this. I just, I can't go against, I, I picked them right before our week one show to beat the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, I was wrong about the one. I just can't go against it now. You know, I've made it this far with them. I have money on them. Here's what I got for you. I've had money on them for a while, though. Justin Watson's over under 16 and a half. It's one catch. That seems like I should go over. He's always yeah. he's good to have one catch like around yeah. that. You'll have one one. You go, where the hell is like, <laughs> you know what happened, right? I'll bet that he'll have one catch for 16 yards and you'll never see his face again. Right. Like, no, literally. Or maybe just what are Sam Darnold's odds. As to do what? <laughs> in the game, I don't know. Would you listen to win MVP? Oh God! Uh, Just saying because Purdy gets hurt. You know, someone sent me a thing saying has had like the Lamar Jackson draft class. Has feel that Sam Donald's the first QB in that draft class to go to the Super Bowl. I'm like, really? Like we're gonna do? We're gonna do this? Like this is gonna be? I don't even see his name listed. Actually, I think the you know what's funny. What? 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 The, Tom? Num- the number three overall draft pick is on the bench. Oh, oh wait, he's no time out. He's plus twenty thousand. Which is a hair above MVS. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you guys know the last time a backup QB played in a Super Bowl? Like in like in garbage time, like came in like like in the game playing garbage time. Has to be a Raven if you're saying it. No, no, no. Tavares Jackson in that forty eight to uh eight Super Bowl. Forty eight. Tavares Jackson came in the final drive. And commenters were like, wow, we never seen this. A backup quarter. He came in, gave the ball to Robert Turbin for like three plays, and the game ended. I remember I'm like, wow, Seahawks, right? Yeah, yeah, but backup QBs. I'm like, I love this. I want backup QBs on play. That's that is kind of nuts. Uh, yeah, see? it's a fun fact, Tom. I should have done Tom, I should have got the fun fact this week. All right. I had a couple of good ones here. You know what? If Sam Donald plays, that'll be my fun fact. I'll do that. Speaking the of the Seahawks, I'm happy Dan Quinn is in the NFC East now. Sure. <laughs> and I will I will say this, Fonz, I'm not sure who you hate in football, but tonight, tomorrow night's going to be a much calmer night for myself and Tom mm-hmm. because the Eagles aren't playing. Yeah. I, well, I hate the Steelers. Okay. So like, I'm a, I hate the Steelers. I, I, like Browns and Bengals, I mean, I'm starting Divisional, to Divisional, yeah. I'm Brian, gonna, I'm not. Uh, Browns always had a soft spot for. I don't know why. I just always had a soft spot for them. I'm not trying to tickle anyone's peach here, but when the Eagles won the Super Bowl back in 2018, Fonz, I, I don't know if uh, – you remember this, but there was a big stink about New York having Eagles coffee at Dunkin' the next day. I know Brian's a big coffee guy. He cannot stand Dunkin'. He's a big yeah, Starbucks guy. 
Um, yeah, I remember that. There were Eagles logos. I have a picture to show proof. I don't have it on screen, but I have it on my phone. I remember people getting angry. The Empire State Building was green for the Eagles. Oh my God, that would that would just was that it, or was that for something else? I remember it being green for that something. was last year. That was last year. Oh, okay. But they made, but they do that for everything, like almost everything, like. And then I don't know. But I love that Eagles one because the trick play. You know, man, a big trick play guy too. I was like, that trick play, they have to win because Nick Foles. Nick Foles. That was a great play. <laughs> that was yeah. a great trick play. Uh, we might have watched that together actually at Albert's house. I, I don't remember. Actually, no, never mind. That was I a won. different. No, it was a different Super Bowl. Yeah, different Super Bowl. But, but I want one or two trick plays in this game, or I will be very upset. You want McCaffrey to throw one, don't you? I want a McCaffrey trick. Or, or I'm not counting Debo running the ball. It's not a trick play. A jet sweep, no. I want a trick play where a non-quarterback throws the ball one time. Also, I know this is not a betting show. Christian McCaffrey, first-time touchdown, plus 325. You throw 100 on that, you win 325, I think. So, No good chance you probably will get the – there, there is a good chance. Um, Here you go. Yeah, no. Here's your bet. Here's your bet. Total uh, players right. to have a pass attempt. Right? Yeah, I'm listening. I'm Over ready. two and a half is plus 164. So if no, if anybody else throws the ball in the game. I might do this. <laughs> you like this? That's, that's you, right? I like this. I like this. I'll count punters. Sorry, don't think about it. Yeah, anybody, anybody just throw the ball that's not Mahomes or that's not Purdy. Anybody. Or that one year when the Chiefs, Don Terry Poe, threw the pass in the end zone. That was great, too. I love that. Is is there actually an odd for a Kelsey proposal? Uh, I don't think the major, I think the uh, the offshore books would have that. I don't don't think the major books. Between friends or something. Not to go back to that, but it just popped in my head. What could happen? You got me thinking oh, with all these. LC proposal bet. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I, I do have to get off soon, but let me see. Let me see proposal bet. Uh, here we go. Yeah, I got variety. Like Ten wacky proposals on variety. Let me see if I can see what it is. There's always at least one proposal. Will, okay. Will Travis Kelsey propose to Taylor Swift on the field after the game? Yes is plus 1,060. No is minus 3,000, says FanDuel Canada. In fact – in fact, it is more likely that they announce Taylor Swift is pregnant. Yes, plus 850. Yeah. Kelsey proposes, says this. <laughs> Taylor Swift lipstick color, red, minus 1800. No, she Here's one. Which will have more diamond carrots? The Taylor Swift engagement well, ring or the Chiefs Super Bowl ring? Swift's engagement ring, minus 10,000. <laughs> she's in Japan today. Yeah, she'll show up. That's okay. She she got She's that on the other She'll side of the world. They're they're ahead, I believe. They're ahead. Yeah, yeah. It, it better. Ooh. Well, Fonz, you've been to Japan. So yeah. you know, right? Flight is that flight is brutal. Well, for her private plane, she'll be fine. But you know, What's the over under for how many times they'll see her face on camera during the Super Bowl. Oh, it's probably a lot. Twenty. I might know stuff because I, I I CBS. The over under is five and a half. We've been working on Swift clips all all week. Um, I'm, I'm shocked to hear you say that. Yeah. So that's I got an assignment Monday, and I won't say too too much, but um, I got an assignment Monday on, you know, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, clips from throughout the season. And, of course, everybody was blowing up the email chains, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Nah, the is- whole day. The whole day. I got overtime for it. 
they're gonna so, they're gonna they're printing money on this one yeah. more than normal. Uh, that's why I'm starting to think like the script is in for the Chiefs. Oh yeah, that's what I said two weeks ago. I said I just I think Casey wins the game and there's one. <laughs> I just can't I I just can't go against my early season. That's bet. Fair. I would like to get my early season bet right for once. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm used to being but, wrong, so that's why I'm picking the Niners. It's okay. Listen, I'm used to being wrong. That's right. Ravens next year, guys. Book it. All right. I have to say it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, drove by M&T Bank Stadium on 95. Beautiful stadium from the outside. Yeah, opinion. they're they're uh, they're redoing it too. They're adding more, yeah. they're adding more stuff for the fans. More like more uh, like fan like enjoyment, excitement, like bars and everything too, and like an outdoor like facility for the fans and everything too. They're adding more to it. It's a beautiful stadium. I definitely got to go back to it. We'll be driving by there again Tuesday morning. So definitely very excited. Tell um, Morris and I, and I appreciate it. I will. Um, but Fonz, Brian, thank you both so much for joining thank us. Thank you for having um, me. Appreciate it always. Absolutely. Brian, quickly plug yourself, and then Fonz, you may do the same. Yeah. Uh, at, at Sportsbox Sports, we just broke 25,000 followers this month. I didn't really exactly prominently post that because it's been a while we've been working towards it but uh we do a lot of you know same 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 as rmp we never cut from the same cloth that's why we support a lot of what they do because you know they're very good at it and we like to make sure that people that are good at what they do get get some press so uh if you're a rangers fan i do uh, the blue truth show which just broke 7200 followers i think i've lost count um but it's, it's that's been going well as well purely ranger talk all the time um but yeah that's those are my homes on the interwebs Awesome. Thank you, Brian Fonz. Where can people find you in your My several best. different platforms? Well, I got the slick back kickback of poor podcast. I didn't do an episode this week. I was doing some other things. So we got an episode back next week where we got your podcast. I have a YouTube channel talking strictly jerseys. Like I told Tom, we don't care about the actual game matchups. We just care about the uniforms, like the Super Bowl matchups. I don't care about those games. It's about the uniforms. So stay tuned for that video. And I also will read in preview. I do four corners of professional wrestling. So with Albert Donor and Mike DeSanto on Mondays. And uh, we got a lot of talk about coming after the Super Bowl because there's a lot going on. I'm just going to say this. Trust Triple H. That man is cooking. That's all. Check out all that stuff. I got, I, I got some theories you'll enjoy. Oh, I got to hear these. We'll talk. We'll talk. You may have to get Brian on the show. Yes. Yeah. No. We, we actually we, we just picked up uh, ringside seat again, which That's was like dead for a while. We just because it's WrestleMania season, and like there's. Yeah. I will say this for the first time in a long time. I don't know what they're doing, and it's refreshing. That's no. I was just saying like we got fooled, but like yeah. a good way. Like this is yeah, like the best way. This is awesome. I'm so okay with it. Yeah. Finish the story. <laughs> Finish. The- <laughs> I'll be at WrestleMania. I'm actually I'm going to WrestleMania both nights. I'm going to Raw. I'm going to SmackDown. It's gonna be great. Oh, Philadelphia. It's a it's a half hour away from here, so that's going to be a good short story. ride down ninety five. Uh, it's about but, time to have a big event at, at, at the link, you know. Yeah, right. something something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, thank you both so much for joining. Um, you know, appreciate you both as always. Um, if for some reason you like my content as well, follow us oh. at Big Big Blue Avenue on uh, YouTube. We just broke six hundred subscribers. Uh, couple weeks ago so very happy about that my co-host sam talked to sam hartman live in vegas at the site of the nfl draft he is a draft prospect day three draft prospect so very excited to uh, maybe publish a clip of that interview at some point uh, but appreciate you all make sure to check us out at review and preview on all of our social media um at instagram twitter youtube and tiktok as well Fonz uh, is a tiktok Celebrity, 
as we like to say. Uh, lessons, a little bit. Not, not too much. Too much. I'll, I'll take that. I'll uh, take that. Having too much fun here on Saturday morning. On behalf of Brian Attard, Fonz DeFalco, I'm Tom Scavetta. Wishing you all so long. Have a great day. You're watching Review and Preview Super Bowl kickoff show here on Facebook Live and YouTube. Have a good day.